0: Hello, my good people. Hello.
1: What's good? What's good? Happy Friday.
0: Yeah. What's good, James? Let me make you co-host. I was just gathering a whole bunch of tips and tricks from Hoseline. He had a Twitter spaces about uh, Twitter spaces. (laughs) And it was pretty interesting. It was a Twitter dev there. You know, just talking a little bit about the features of Twitter Spaces, and it made mean, it just got me thinking about organizing, kind of, you know, Twitter Spaces a little bit more. Even though I'm pretty much laid back, but
1: so you, you was in a Twitter Space about Twitter Spaces? Yes, um, yes, it's
0: amazing. <laughs> I gotta I gotta show everybody, you know, the tips and tricks because you know, I guess I'm not I'm I'm one of the only people that do kind of the homework too behind it. So. You know, you guys wouldn't call me for Twitter spaces if I didn't know what I was doing.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I know Steve's going to be joining us here in a minute. Um, I think he's getting done with the gym. I think Girl in the Ver- Verse is in the gym. a lot of people in the gym right now. But it is Friday at the end of the day, so I get it. I try to get in the gym early.
0: Early morning. Gym person. But I've been pretty crappy uh, in the last couple of weeks. But I will be back to the gym soon. But Girl in the verses here. We got Crypto Miyagi who had, did a really good thread on um, Clubhouse Archives that was pretty dope. I'm really digging those uh, threads. I wish you would come up here so we can talk about it a bit too. But um, go ahead and tweet out the room. There goes Steve. Darling All right, Crypto Miyagi is also coming up here. It's Friday. It's that time again at Fashion Fridays with Clubhouse Archives NFT. And the VIP list, everybody from the VIP list should be coming in soon. But while we wait, you go ahead and tweet out the room. Hit that button on the bottom right-hand corner. Go ahead and retweet that. Or, uh, you know what, I'm just going to pin a post at the top and you can retweet that also. Um, I really uh, do enjoy some communication. So if you are afraid to come up here during this conversation, go ahead and hit that bubble and ask some questions down there. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Or you can pretty much you can DM me also if you have any questions. But um, we'll get started in a few minutes. Go ahead and tweet out this room
2: yo what's up stacky what's up james
0: what's What's up
2: chilling man chilling feel like i've been following you all day man i love listening to you guys though so (laughs) i'm here what's up steve what up? How's it going, man? Oh man, good man. Nice to talk to you, bro. I was—I feel weird. I was doing a lot of research on you yesterday too, bro. But uh, it, it led me to some good places, so I'm nice to finally uh, have a conversation with you as well.
3: Yeah, well, I was gonna say. Hopefully, you didn't find anything too too. <laughs> Let me know if there's anything I need to know about if you did that research, because I don't—I don't look too deep into my own past. So if there's anything <laughs> I need to know about, just give me a heads up.
2: Nah, you're good, Steve. You checked all the boxes, my man
0: go ahead and pin it up too. So he did a, a, a nice thread on clubhouse archives and it was really dope and insightful because there was some things I didn't even <laughs> pay attention to on there. And, and I, I had the information before he did. So it's pinned at the top. Uh, what are some things that you saw in club? I'm curious. What are some things that really intrigued you about the brand?
2: Okay. So for me, like the one thing that I love about projects is when they come established, um, so it and I almost missed it. Right. I, I didn't catch it that they actually are going to be helping people. And, and quote me if I'm wrong, they're going to be helping people start their own clothing brands. They've got access to factories in Europe and Asia, which is huge, like huge. That That's that's like a big thing. Right. Having distribution already at hand, like the resources that they have behind them, I think, is what interested me. Um and then I was looking at it from a creative standpoint, giving the people the ability to co-design something. Um, that's that's bigger than just oh yeah, put this picture on a shirt. Like no, nah, they're going through the trimming, they're going through the material. Like how you, how do you want it to be cut? Like it's very detailed um, in how they're you know going to be producing those garments. So I thought that was super interesting for anyone who is, you know, thinking about entering fashion or thought about it and never knew how to find their way into, get you know, get their foot in the door. Clubhouse Archives, I felt like, was just like a, a great way to onboard people into fashion, but also be a part of, like, a very established luxury brand as well.
0: Oof, I, you did an amazing job right there. Uh, what you think, James? <laughs> he showed your
1: product better than you yeah i like it i'm gonna I'm, I'm have to keep you around for a minute um no i mean look the the the, the thread was incredible i mean i can't thank you enough and, and tell you how appreciative i am of of a the research that you did because when i when i read through that in the medium uh article i was like damn he he definitely looked under the hood um and you did like you did your research, which everybody should do, but I I appreciate you. And yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we plan on being a resource for the space for individuals, um, in addition to developing our own branded, um, collections. So you were spot on in that. And yeah, I mean, being able to develop uh, a brand as a consumer is definitely something new to the industry. So, um, 100 on all fronts and uh once again just appreciate that you were were spot on on everything
2: man you almost got me wanting to pick up golf i'll tell you that much when i looked at some of them clothes bro i was like okay look i need to be on the green and these shirts like this yeah it was it's a vibe uh so i I loved it uh i like how you just were like i
3: was gonna i need to pick up an entirely new sport so i could flex on people on the course i like that (laughs)
2: It's the only way, right? I I, I don't want to, you know, ask. Can you guys make a basketball jersey or some? You guys, you know what you're doing, and I would never want to take you guys outside of uh that realm. So I'm gonna meet you guys where you are. Get make, make the this make the
0: make the basketball jersey. Make it. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I, I you,
2: can make say, bro- you can make a bron- hey, listen, you can make a make, make
0: me a like...
3: bronze jersey.
1: Yeah, you know, if you're looking for a jersey to represent, you know, second place or. Um, kind of being behind someone. Um, I yeah, the MJ would be a good agree. choice. Yeah, that would be right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we'll have to. Uh, no, no. But no, actually, I liked what you said there, too, about, like, onboarding people into fashion, but also onboarding Web3 into fashion. I mean, it, it's kind of a cool, you know, it, it's a cool It's a cool crossover that you have in this space where, um, you know, people recognize, are, are, like, it's cool to see when someone recognizes, like, real business people who are building real businesses and, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, like, has always struck me about James is, is one of my first calls with him. Because, I you know, I work with James as, as the chief culture officer over at Clubhouse. And, um you know, it's it, I'm like my early calls with him. He had a, my first call with him. He had a full pitch deck, like a full like a full on not even pitch deck. Like that makes it seem like he's shilling. It was a it was a deck a, like a business plan, a deck of what his plan is. And then, you know, he, he launches in a bear market. And he's got, as we're going through it before we even launch, he has a whole deck with, you know, expenses, what the plan is, like things that you don't see. Um, like I, I've seen, I've seen it, the good ones, the people who have the really good, when I talk to the really good founders, they've got this sort of stuff. But most, most don't, um, you know, a whole, you know, whole financial plan. And then the whole idea of like, we don't even have to sell tokens necessarily to have an operational business because, you know, this is the model. And it's just the amount of things that are really thoughtful and going into it, but also the ability to pivot as needed. Um, You know, I think that that's something that I really admire about James. So I I appreciate you found that as well, because, you know, I think a lot of people, we exist in this space right now where there's just a lot of FOMO marketing. There's a lot of people who are just trying to get you to buy something and then continue to push sales and then when it sells, like they make money, whether the price goes up or down on the floor. So, no matter what announcement they make, they want to make an announcement because if they sell and it goes up, they make money. If it sells and it goes down, they don't have another model. And it's one of the things I always respected about James when I started talking to him. And one of the reasons I think we are pivoting towards a business era within Web3 is that, you know, we, we've we had this sort of, you know, I kind of say like we have the, you know, the, the punks era is what I kind of call it, where it's like the pre, um, the era sort of of pre like profile pictures, but they were like historical value, their tech or whatever. And then you had like a top shot era, which on it was only a few months, but it onboarded like thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people into the space. And then you have the profile picture era where the board apes really took over, right? I mean, I know hash masks started with the, um, with their rights, with the commercial rights and board apes copy and paste that, but board apes took elements of the punks, the hash masks, and they have this like cool cultural thing and everybody copy pasted them for, a year, some new ones came out that weren't copy paste. And I, I truly think, you know, I, I kind of started saying in July, I think that we are starting to net into the business era. And that's where stuff like James and some of the other, you know, fashion brands we talk to here on the regular are are starting to come into play because they're business people who are saying, I see an opportunity to use this tech to enhance the consumer experience uh, and, and to empower consumers and and bring brands and consumers closer together. And they're doing it, you know, through Web three. So, so I think that that's the era we're starting to enter, where, you know, it's no longer you mint a profile picture, uh, ran a profile picture project of like a camel, and then you sell it for five x the next week. It's like, you know, without a real roadmap. It's it's how is how are we using the tech to enhance your business? I mean, you know, fucking Ticketmaster. I mean, Ticketmaster is working on the flow blocks. Ticketmaster. And again, it's hilarious because the way crypto and NFTs are working, as as they're not a mature, you know, asset class in more ways than one. And I, I'm, I'm part of the problem. They're actually on the on the juvenile end, but on the actual maturity, as far as like the um, business fundamental side, Ticketmaster announced they're going with Flow blockchain. Flow blockchain is down in price today. Like it's it's hilarious to me. It's like really, the the Flow token is worth less with a major brand, a major application, but I think we're just going to continue to see it. So I I just want to say, I appreciate you recognizing that idea of like us leaning into that and, and having sort of business people and leaning into that business era, because I do think that that's an important, um, you know, an important distinction.
2: Go ahead. You can, you can jump back in. I mean, it's, it was obvious, right? Like you go to the website and you don't see a roadmap. You don't see the, the little pattern of, oh, here's what you're going to go down this maze. And no, there was none of that, right? Like you, there. I've got a phone call, right? There was literally, hey, here's what my plan is, and here's what we're going to do. Um, these are the steps that we're going to take. I also love that you guys are legitimizing the royalties and the profits. That was like a no-brainer, hands down, I would go all in. Right. Because you're showing people that you are trying to do the right thing. You're not just using these uh, what we'll call buzzwords. Right. To just sell sell out a project. You're legit trying to build a business and and bring in people who want to be a part of that. Um, so, yeah, if I whenever I see that, I always have to give kudos to a team like that. So, yeah, kudos to you all for uh for just being real.
1: No, definitely appreciate that. You know, the one thing that Steve said that I, I think is really interesting and it's kinda of almost like a side point that we could probably spin off a whole conversation on. We are a little bit in the upside down right now, um, which is just kind of crazy. Um, definitely true bear market when you see Snoop Dogg and Eminem on, you know, the biggest stage in the world, um, rocking board apes, you know, repping the other side. Um super bullish and all excited. Then the next day, the floor price goes down a little bit. I'm like, what? And you know, that happened last August. That would have skyrocketed 20 ETH. Like, like probably almost instantaneously. Moonbirds, all these announcements, they do the whole thing. End it with $50 million from, you know, Anderson, uh, you know, uh, uh, AZ-16 or whatever it is. Point being next day, down. Ticketmaster, flowchain, next day down. It's like it's just insane what you need to announce today to have positive action at the floor. Now, there's two things going on there. A, we're in a bear market, and that's obvious, right? There's just a lot less individuals that are enthused about buying into anything at the moment. But B, I think I think things are leveling off, right? We're about to see a, a completely well-marketed um business project whatever you want to call them do probably extremely well um diamond in the rough with the whole huge thing but other than that i'm telling you it's like what can you announce right like anderson Orowitz, <laughs> 15 million and the floor price goes down it's like damn when, when you see that as a builder you just gotta kind of scratch your head and say what in the hell is going on here but um fidget will jump in
4: Yo, good morning, or good afternoon.
3: It's always GM. It's always GM somewhere. That's a good one. You're
4: good. GM, Steve says GM. GM. So I like you guys, so I'm going to start with one request uh, or favor. Um, DM me, and, and I'll give you a waiver for uh, copyright infringement for Fidgetal. Um, I'm going to be enforcing as to other projects that, uh, that are undermining uh, the consumer uh, impact and and such. Um, uh, I'd love to ask what the interplay between, um, uh, for those who don't know me, I'm an IP lawyer and I I I, I copywrote uh, digital and trademarked about four years ago. Um, Love to hear the interplay between the physical and the digital that you guys are envisioning in the future.
1: In terms of the actual uh, link like an nfc chip or qr codes or, or what are we what are we talking about
4: um anything beyond provenance uh authentication or uh pure, purely digital uh, uh utility such as voting or 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 uh, exchange or marketplace or access and stuff like that
1: that's tough i mean you've got the whole you've got the whole where to earn thing that's kind of going on you saw Izu try to try to launch with that. And I think that that's going to definitely have a place. I think it's going to be a little more difficult to achieve from a privacy perspective, as you, you probably know, um, than a lot of people think. But I do think it'll have a place in the future. It's just going to be tough to achieve in a in a meaningful way um, anytime soon. I'm, I'm curious, though, that, that seems to you seem to have a thought there. So uh, I, I would pose the question back to you other than what I just said from the where to earn, where, where do you kind of see the future of it as?
4: Um, well, that's, so, uh, permission to speak freely? Of course. Where to earn isn't a thing. DeFi isn't a thing. They're all Ponzi protocols. Um, so uh, those are artificial staking me- mechanisms uh, that are going to go away soon. Uh, they're also going to get slapped like a motherfucker by uh, governmental entities. Um, there are There's a ton of other technical things that you can do once your physical good is tethered so okay i i, I don't want to give away the house because it's uh, there's a couple things that that we have protocol wise that, that nobody else has um i'm happy to dm and talk about them but i'll talk about them uh kind of theoretically in this question like for example uh, what's the interplay with the digital and physical in the marketplace or what kind of a marketplace is it for for clubhouse yeah, for, you, for your company. I just read through your website. Go.
1: Yeah. So we have a, we've created a token gated marketplace um, that will essentially allow an individual to connect their wallet. Um, a gives you access, but B also um, provides um, the ability for a cost structure to be set up. So if you own a specific token, um, there's a specific cost structure associated. Does that make sense?
4: So it's a purely digital marketplace.
1: When you say purely digital, what meaning buying only a digital good or, or gonna come with a physical good as well?
4: Are there are have you created a structure for downstream royalties for sales or distribution of physical goods?
1: If they sign a 1099 and they participate in the voting structure, then we can compensate them legally, correct?
4: So not digitally. Correct. Got it. Okay. D. Um there, there are ways to um so the focus of um, so I ask these questions because I'm launching a, a, and I've been launching a, a similar project for about a year now. I've been I've been using Fidgetals for about four years, uh, give or take, in, in different manners. Um, I'm I'm focused on uh, circular economies and um, uh, planned obsolescence and such. Um, so for me, there's a huge focus on. Uh, downstream royalties, downstream IP, downstream loyalty, downstream uh, uh, connectivity for to incentivize uh, longer-lasting physical products using NFTs. Does that that makes
1: sense? sense. That makes total sense. Go ahead.
4: Um, so uh, there are methods and ways to uh, without where to earn. Um, the, shit, I hate this that I can't completely divulge and it's being recorded shit um I, I'd, I'd love to explore we could schedule a call
1: yeah, yeah we that's can, perfect we can... i was
0: just about to suggest that too because you know see it, i it like something I... That... oh because... no sorry
3: i was gonna say i like playing crack the code here go ahead stacky no
0: no no i i just i just think you know something like that definitely is is worth a call you know if you wanted to you know get deeper into into you know any any nft project you know because uh some things some things may require a phone call because it might may require actual conversation instead of you know on a twitter spaces where you know everybody needs the chance to talk so you know maybe uh reach out to clubhouse see if see if you guys could connect for sure yeah
1: i think we should i think we should grab time i if you know me and and, uh, if you talk to a lot of people that have met me i'm i'm all about having that that interaction so i'd love to to chat even willing to sign an NDA um, if you feel like there's things that, that you don't want to divulge. So
4: just. They're unforceable. You know. un- they're, they're I've, I've been waiting to launch my project um, until people, until the, the industry caught up. So I'm actually really happy that other digital project, projects are occurring. That's why I haven't ceased and desisted people yet um, because the. Fortunately or unfortunately, the, I've learned the hard way that the uh, Web three community uh, is severely undereducated and uh, has not been interested in substantive projects. Like, literally, you know, when like you uh, you try to give your dog steak, but for some reason all he wants is is the the breadcrumbs on the floor. You just want to slap him in the face. Um, so the more fidgetal projects, the, well, the ones that are legitimate, I, I've been allowing to. Uh, Uh, persist because we need the community to understand that substance can exist in this market and i think the bear market is perfect for this as we come out of it um so your project i read through your site looks legit as fuck um i'm happy to uh uh, happy to be one of the ships rising on the tide together
1: well yeah and james i I, I had a great call oh go ahead go ahead uh matt yeah, I had a great call with Fidgetal uh, this week. Um, he just did an incredible project uh, with Kobe Bryant and Jeff Hamilton. And Fidgetal, I know James for over 20 years. <laughs> so you guys definitely got to connect.
4: Cool. Uh, do you guys mind if I pin? It's not a show. I'm just going to pin a video up top uh, just to give you an idea of the kind of the stuff that you can do.
0: Feel free. It's Fashion Friday. Everybody's welcome.
4: Oh, I didn't even realize. Matt, this is the room <laughs> you were talking about, huh?
0: Listen, you came
1: in. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> yes, Fid... Can I, can I call you Fidgie, by the way?
4: Fidgie? Yeah, no problem. Okay. Uh, uh, I Books actually know... Nope, nope, I,
3: I copyrighted Fidgie, so you'll be hearing from me. I, I'm going to send a season <laughs> assist to you, Matt. I
5: got Fidgie. <laughs> Fidgie all. I'm really, really good friends with uh, Joey Chiwicky.
4: Oh, like okay, I, have, I have a call with them at 6... Uh, Do I know you? (laughs)
5: Uh, I don't know, Uh, but yeah, no, I know. I mean, I live in LA. I'm good. Good. Ask Joey about Lauren.
4: I will. So you know about our project then, huh?
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm very familiar with you guys, with the Lakers. I was just with Joey like two days ago. Yeah.
4: Dope. Did did, he did did he let you in on the larger project?
5: Um, I know what you guys are doing, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna connect you guys with him." And then we were actually speaking about you yesterday, but I don't know that I know what the. Maybe there's some alpha I don't know about.
4: Good. Maybe, Otherwise I don't need to know. <laughs> I was going to say, Hey,
3: watch, why don't you just say it and he'll confirm or deny. Just give all of it right here to the room in the recorded room. And then he could say yes or no.
5: Here's what's happening. Plan for the next 12 months. No, I'm kidding. He, he didn't tell me, but um, no, it speaks very, very, I was about to say you
0: rugged. You're rugged too. So we they might not want <laughs> oh, you to no. hear it. Oh no. It's all good. I want to get to some of these hands though, you guys. So, you know, um, I know Colton Rain put the, uh, their hands down. Who's behind the page? Shekinah? Only, the one and only. Shekinah! Shekinah. What's up?
6: No, I just wanted to add to what Clubhouse um, was saying, um, I guess earlier, <laughs> before the conversation shifted, you know, to so what do people have to put out to kind of get numbers up? I think the other qu- the question is, what are these projects doing to um, onboard and educate new people because, I mean, it's bound to, you know, be the way it is right now, if it's the same, you know, like money circulating between the same, you know, kind of holders from project to project. So that's all I want to add on that.
1: Shekinah, I heard you, I was trying to listen, I think it was yesterday, Um, by the way, that was too funny with the name, man. I was like, oh no, don't don't go there, man. Um, And he did it like three times. And, and you brought this up, I believe it was yesterday and I agreed. And I wish I could have come up on stage, but I was literally, I wasn't in a place where I could talk, but it's literally like, it's such a poignant point because it's, it's where we should be focusing a a majority of our energy at this point. Right. Um, As opposed to worrying about some of those other things that I even mentioned, Um, because if we did, Spend most of our energy and time in that, then we could probably reverse the situation a lot quicker than just waiting to ride this thing out. Because until that, I ride it out. Until that happens, until we see any kind of uh, adoption shift, and I think we're going to see some big brands come in and, and help us out. And that, um, luckily, but but I think that that you're absolutely right i mean we will we'll we'll talk ourselves in circles in an echo chamber um if we don't get out and start doing something about it so i I couldn't agree with you more on on that point all right
0: let's grab some more of these hands i know um jumpstart Janie had her hand up
7: hey welcome back Hey, what's up, Stacky? Steve, Clubhouse. Thank you for having me up. I forgot what I was gonna say because so much has happened um since I even was when it, it was at listener and then came up. Uh, But just want to say I'm like super excited. It's Fashion Friday, so I've decided every space I'm going to be on, I'm just going to greet people like that, even if I'm hanging out with um, Steve Saver people, which is the Vivi people, (laughs) Um, and talking about comics and NFTs. Um, But I actually did want to bring up one thing. Uh, Speaking of Vivi, um, I actually saw that Urban Decay had launched a She-Hulk palette. And I was just kind of thinking about that because I'm just realizing that a lot of times the synergy across different launches, it's not really there. And I feel like that Web 2 to Web 3 adoption or getting the fashion crowd, crypto curious or web three curious, like there's such an opportunity and I don't know what it is, but I mean, I, I've been in licensing and brands before. So I know sometimes it's challenging to have that, um, you know, connective thread across all, but I mean, there was a comic book that dropped on Vivi, which was she Hulk Disney plus also had the TV show launch and also the urban decay palette. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, first of all, number one, just very simple, product placement the vv comic in digital ar inside of the disney plus she hulk show the urban decay palette um you know it may sound cheesy as f but actually showing that palette in the tv show itself but then on the flip um actually having you know customers are either disney plus or even Urban Decay customers have the opportunity if you're you know having an NFT for example being able to you know download the app for the first time and you can get into a draw or maybe it's the first x amount of people or whatever it is to get a free digital comic or something I think that's the way to really just draw people in so I think these are the random I guess nerdy fashion Web3 thoughts that I've been having of just feeling like there's so much connectivity that is missing and just wanting to to see more of that. And I know, um, I think it was digital. I can't remember who it was. Sorry, a lot has happened. Uh, but it was talking about where to earn and things like that. And Um, I mean, you know, those are obviously things for the future, um, but I think even in just the immediate horizon, there's a lot of ways to get the Web3 crypto, you know, people who are not in the space yet actually in through products and brands and figure out the partnerships to actually draw them in. So I'll land the plane there, but I kind of just wanted to share about this and just see what you guys thought about it, if you guys had heard about it um yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts
3: I so I I, I heard of, I heard about this and by the way the VV people came from my head after we had that conversation Janie I what do you I,
7: mean, I don't lie Steve
3: I said I swear not related to that conversation I just was like I had like a glass and a half of whiskey and was talking about like uh when is Pokemon gonna get in and the VV people were like we have the rights to Pokemon blah, blah. and I'm like no, no no like this whole collectible game I think they do digital collectibles well it got ugly they still don't like me I like them. I like Vivi. I like the product, but there are some people who are getting big mad at me about it. Um, and then it turned into Disney arguments again, which is like the worst hill to die on. And, and anyway, but that's besides said, the point.
4: Who said they had the license for the Pokemon? Vivi. Uh, VV has
3: like a former person from, po- they have somehow have some rights and I can't remember exactly how yeah, it is. Yeah, I can is. explain real quick. Well, They sorry. don't
4: have the rights because they're doing it right now. They've been doing it for over six months. So, uh, I hope nobody's putting money into that.
3: Well, I think it's like, no, VV, VV has the rights to a lot of NFT platforms from an IP perspective for digital collectibles. Uh, and they do a really good job with digital collectibles and they have a really seamless system. And so it's like Disney has their own studios group that is working on the Disney piece uh, but there's also the license for digital uh, digital goods there. There's a lot of actual separations within major companies. Like Nike is a great example where they have Artifact, but they also have a virtual studio group. Um, but I was going to answer your question to get my train back on the tracks. Um, Wait, I saw...
7: Steve, okay. Sorry, before you go, can I just ask you, were they attacking you? Because um, that clearly was not me, and I didn't know about that because I would have... Oh. Back. Oh no
3: no! It had nothing to do with you. It was <laughs> it was my Pokemon tweet, and then oh, it turned was- into yeah. It was not related to that. No no, no But but it was it was brutal. V- Again, people in the VV ecosystem, <laughs> they just I I don't know why. I love them, and I think VV is great. Um, but they just do not like me. But that's okay. Not Wait, everybody will.
7: Are you in VV? Like you actually collect the comics and collectibles?
3: Nope, not at all. But I love the platform. Haven't gotten into it, but I love the. Pl- but I think it's a great platform, and I think it's a good. It's, I think it's a very good digital... Co- I, there was a virtual DeLorean in my backyard last year and it was the coolest AR shit I've ever seen that my buddy had. From, so, I, I mean, I'm sold. I just haven't dove into the ecosystem because I also know my propensity to dive into an ecosystem. And next thing I know, I'll be collecting like things I don't even care about because I want to collect. So, I'm, I'm trying to be careful. But, um, I will say this. Um, in relation to how you talked about the interweaving. Oh, on Block Left, I was about to give them a shout-out. Um Unblocked did this with uh, the Billboard Music Awards last year, where they actually had it where you would claim NFTs based on the winner of each individual Billboard Award, and then if you found them all, it was like almost like this little weird scavenger hunt, and then you got something else. Um, God, it was probably Harrison behind that thing, too. I wish he was here, because that's my guy. I wanted to shout him out. But I was going to say, the other thing is, I think you see fashion will be more of a um, piece when it shows what is the value that Web3 brings. Not we're shoving Web3 into fashion, but what does it bring? And and I think what's been interesting is over the past, I'd say, I, I'd call it like 18 months, what we've really seen is all these brands are testing the water. So whether it's like, you know, goats with their forge mechanism where you burn two NFTs for a com- combination or, you know, tiered membership the way board apes do it or the way a token can be used in a, you know seamlessly within an ecosystem, what we're seeing is the innovation, figuring it out, and then the brands will apply that. Like I know, Starbucks is going to use elements from all their favorite, you know, NFT platforms in what they do when they launch. Um, you know, uh, in in the next you know coming months, right? I, I know that some of the bigger brands that are coming in are, are are going to make sure they integrate the integrate those. So what I'd say is, um, you know, when someone says fashion is this brings me value as a person whether it's an enthusiast or someone in the fashion industry is when that works and not just like you know nft for nft sake or web 3 for web 3 sake so like that's why and again that's one of the reasons why i really like james's model and you know not not to shill but like i think the idea of a fashion club is a very logical easy entry point that you can buy in fiat right like you buy the membership in fiat You get access to digital exclusive goods for a very exclusive fashion club. You get IRL events and access to pieces, things like that. If, if, you know, if those are being thrown, you get a digital asset to go along with it. Like, that interplay makes a lot of sense to me personally um, as, like, a logical stepping stone into the fashion NFT world from, you know, a... So I think that that's where you start to see it integrate, but I think you're right. Like, what real products do that and how do they integrate that? Is it like you buy this really nice varsity jacket you pay an extra premium, but you also get this digital and that digital is a token into the ecosystem. Like, what are those ways? But I think you're exactly right. And I think the way it's going to continue to seamlessly move into our lives is by us integrating it in ways that make sense that normal people will say, and by I say normal, I mean, obviously not our, you know, you know weird web three nerds who know all this stuff. And it's like, once it integrates into their lives and it's like, I go to the game and use Ticketmaster and I'm using a ticket, it's like you you don't have a choice. You're just using an NFT. Um, or once it's illogical not to buy uh, in an in NFT, like you're getting this varsity jacket, and for an upcharge you get the NFT, which gets you into a club, which gets you something, which gets you you know. Then it's illogical not to. Then it works. So so I think you're exactly right. So I don't know if that's a a, a seamless answer, but I know I ranted, so I'll I'll stop there. But that's kind of that's kind of how I think it works.
7: No, it's great. Thanks for um, sharing your thoughts. Sorry. I don't know why. Maybe I shouldn't encourage Steve, but like I find Steve so funny. So I'm literally just like laughing as I'm listening to him, but obviously you're very smart as well. Um, not just funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, when Crypto Miyagi was sharing as well, like I, I have literally pinned Clubhouse um, uh, archives as something that I need to look into. Like I love the look and feel and the aesthetic Um, And Crypto Miyagi touched on that as well. Like, I don't know if y'all know about it, but like back, um, you know, when um, shoot, why can't I remember the name right now? It's like the offshoot of Ralph Lauren um, uh, rugby, um, which was a really cool brand back in the day. And they had that kind of like country club, but kind of street aesthetic to it. But unfortunately, RIP, it doesn't exist anymore. But I was thinking about that. Um, But I mean, Sorry, just to jump off that point and just to respond to that, but for even New York Fashion Week coming up, this whole like keys to New York Fashion Week, like this thing, I think. I mean, I've again, like there, there's different perspectives. I know a lot of like smaller designers or independents, like you know, it's kind of like ah, uh, you know, New York Fashion Week or a bigger thing. But I think you know, Steve and I, we talked about Starbucks before, one of my favorite examples in terms of adoption, but having New York Fashion Week. Um, and you know these bigger platforms actually come into the space is what's really going to change and like even with Afterpay the Keys to New York Fashion Week if you actually were able to get one of the free keys that Afterpay was offering you got access to actually a bunch of different talks um, you know that normally you know people wouldn't actually get invited to unless you have the no and I mean I see Matthew as well um, you know as a speaker but it's really 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 difficult even as a buyer or even as part of an employee of a fashion company or a retailer to get invited to a fashion show. So in a way, it democratizes and it token gates, which is kind of, you know, sounds ironic between the two, um, to be able to attend these shows and have a part of the experience. So I think these are the kind of things that are going to make things a lot more fascinating and interesting. And so I'm heading up to New York next week. And like, you know, I just ordered um, a gimbal. I have no idea what the F I'm doing, y'all. But um, I am I I know it's recorded, but like TMI, but like I'm 39. I just moved back from the U.S. and I'm excited to cover Fashion Week and, um, you know, just meet some really cool people um, who are super psyched about the space and talk some Web3 and NFT, you know, situations with them. Like it's going to be freaking epic and there's a lot of great events and i know that there's some online as well so i mean if you guys are interested definitely take a look out for them because it's gonna be crazy the blockchain and fashion that's all i gotta say
1: cheney and
0: she looks good for her age 39 girl 35 no Yo,
7: you know why it's because i'm asian okay and i can say and <laughs> beauty scientifically proven okay and, and I'm just gonna say this okay scientifically proven black skin like is the best scientifically in terms of aging and then it's Asians okay so Asians we don't raise in. so even though you know I'm pushing almost 40 I feel like I'm 15 because we sitting here on Twitter spaces you know talking about JPEGs and fashion so let's go <laughs> but thank you oh and man <laughs>
0: I had to give you a round of applause
7: there. I love that. Thank you, Stacky. I appreciate you. I love
1: it. I, hey, I gotta, I, I got something to say on that, Jenny. You know, you're, you're one of the first that knows where I drew a lot of the inspiration for this from. So my no way, old it's rugby, yeah, my old designer. Uh, um, I almost worked. For, I was almost the design director there. Um, so the the line that that we had that that Steve often makes me tell the name of. It was called Carpe Denim. It turned into Carpe Clothiers. And, and what the brand was, was rugby for the contemporary industry because Ralph refused to wholesale. All of these accounts, Nordstrom and Sachs, and everybody wanted it and they just, they wouldn't do it. And we recognized this and we, that's where we pivoted from denim to a full collection because we said, if they're not going to do it, we're going to emulate that and do it in our own way and that's literally i've been rooted in that for for 20 plus years now Um, my favorite line i used to spend hours and hours in that store and watch um, japanese customers walk in the door with a suitcase i'm not even kidding with suitcases okay Um, and this would happen every few hours or so and they would load up with everything in the store into these suitcases and bring them back and sell them in japan for like four or five times the amount um, it was one of the most incredible brands that I've, I've seen Ralph put out. Um, and my old designer, Andrew, um, actually went on to go work for them um, so, because he literally brought the portfolio of what we, we had done, um, went there, and they are like, well, this is, this is literally what we do. Um, and he was hired on the spot, and then he worked there for, for a while before we went off to Tommy. Um, but you were one of the first to kind of pick up on that. So when I say a degenerate Ralph Lauren, that's what rugby was. Right. It was the old skull and crossbones kind of collegiate Americana look um, to the to the nth degree. Um, and it was like college dropout to uh, and, and it was literally my favorite. So just kudos to you for kind of nailing that on the, on the spot uh, on the head. No, no one has really picked up on that before, even though I've said it a thousand times, you were the kind of the first to
7: bring that up. Oh my gosh, Clubhouse. Sorry, I gotta just jump in. Uh, I'm dead. Because this is like the fashion nerd in me. Because I mean, a lot of my friends, because I lived in New York um, for about seven years before moving to Asia. And it's funny, you talk about the Japanese customer, because the Japanese customer is the OG, what became the Chinese customer, who literally is buying up luxury and fashion and beauty all around the world. But Clubhouse, like for real, like people don't know like the beauty of rugby and I still have um, like a navy blue short uh, short not short shorts but like it's a shorts and a blazer um, set and I freaking love that thing and pair it with like dunks and Jordans and like literally people are always like oh where did you get this thing like just the quality and everything so I mean I think the aesthetic of what you are doing I had no idea that was the inspiration but like immediately I made a connection because I was such a huge fan of rugby, so that's super cool. So now you just uh, you hook me in, li- hook, line, and sinker right there, just saying. And also, too, uh James, when you go to
0: make some, some pants and some bottoms, make sure uh, booties can fit in there because I remember, you know, back in the day, uh, you can't fit the pants if you don't got a butt. <laughs> if, you, if you got a butt, you can't pull the pants up. I'm trying to tell you it was a real problem. You had some hips you couldn't fit in them pants. So, yeah, make sure if you do some bottoms that everybody could fit. Well,
1: well, luckily, starting in in denim, that was an issue that we had to to tackle uh, right out of the gates when I started my career. So um, having a denim background definitely doesn't hurt.
0: Yeah, that's that's cool, too. But, you know, I remember trying on those Levi's and stuff. It's just straight up and down. You know, the jeans were straight up and down. You couldn't fit it if you had hips. It was terrible. It's a terrible experience. That's why I hated jeans for a long time. But let me go to Crypto Miyagi. Crypto Miyagi had his hand up for a minute. What's up? Oh uh, no,
2: we're chilling. That was a great conversation. A lot of good points were brought up, and honestly, it uh it changed the direction of where I was going because now I have a question, um, for Clubhouse and just really for the room, um, it we we clearly we see that the tech and the space are not yet ready for this. Um, I I feel for some and this isn't in this case, right? For some, I feel like some got into uh, the fashion in this space to say they did it, right? To say they were first. Now knowing that, right, it, it's not sustainable just being first. Um, seeing the issues with, I guess, the crossover into the space. James, what are you guys focusing on? Like, how are you guys focused on, I guess, blending the Web 2 fashion world with the Web 3 fashion world? because, and, and I guess I asked that from... Um, you know, the perspective of the threat that I wrote for you guys is really just the space not being ready um, and there not being enough education per se, maybe around how fashion, digital fashion can be used. Um, what are some things you guys maybe have prepared or thought about uh, to alleviate that in your journey?
1: Yeah, look, here here's the thing. And Steve kind of hit on this a little bit. I say this all the time. and I, I try to I try to help people understand um, the difference between Web 3 and probably Web 2.5, which is really what we should call all of this at this point. Um, We looked, uh, and when I say we, the entire space for the most part, looked to flood Web 3 as an escape from the realities of what we consider Web 2, right? Which is just everyday businesses and, and, you know, e-com and whatnot. And that was a mistake because the technology doesn't replace um, what's going on. It just enhances it. And and that's really critically important to understand and what we're trying to do. I often tell people when, when in conversation, I'm like, you know, we really just kind of consider ourselves an apparel brand that uses the technology to enhance the customer experience. And there's a reason I say that. And it's because I, I don't really want to be anything other than a clothing brand at the end of the day. You know, I've got 23 years uh, experience and just, in that. So why change that up um, completely? So, you know, that's why when he asked me, I knew what he was getting at. He thought I was going to say that now you just own the token and downstream, you're going to get royalties. And that's why he stopped and didn't have anything to say after I said that. Cause he was like, okay, I can't catch him in that. Um, so, you know, we're not looking, we're not trying to do anything crazy with that. Like you, you want that royalty. You're going to work for that. And we're going to, you're going to take part in product development because we're just going to develop a brand and aside from that, to answer your question, what what are the things that we're doing? Like, We're working with other brands. I mean, we have five brands right now that we are, actually we have more than that, but but five brands that we are really far along with um, in terms of already designed things, getting ready to move into development, um, working out some sort of a collaboration and or just apparel play. Um, There'll be a large part of what we do for links. It's just apparel for their membership because that's what a clothing brand does. They produce their line and they do private label. Um, so you know, it's it's not it's not necessarily trying to reinvent the wheel. We just change the tires really in most cases and enhance that experience um by giving them something a little fresh and new. But if people come at this from a ready player one, you know, we're all gonna be running around in different skins, you know, in six months, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, the technology's not there. That's a long-term play for us. That will happen one day. Like we're we're that's a part of our business model. That's just not today. That's not reality. So I, I hope that answered your question.
2: No, I definitely did. And 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 I just yeah, I asked questions so other people could hear. Because trust me, I, I was I did like six seven hours of research last night. Uh, I think I got a lot of questions answered honestly. But it it also you know, it's nice to see you guys stuck with what you knew you didn't say hey i got fashion experience let me come in and make a metaverse game right like no you came in and said hey we know fashion we have experience in fashion let's do fashion and i and i just loved everything about that so appreciate what you guys are doing
0: if if they were to do a metaverse game i don't know that'd probably be cool you remember uh i mean this is such a girl thing right you know can we can we have like dress up games? <laughs> yes, Ducky. <laughs> I love such a girl. Oh my and god, he, Bruce
8: always plays that covet game. Or used to. He, not anymore. But oh god, he was I always love in that covet.
0: Just getting dressed in the video, in the game. I don't know. I always was the the kid that spent so much time like changing the characters' hair, changing the characters' clothes. I wasn't big on Barbie, but video game dress up was dope to me
8: oh you've seen my sins i i, I mean bruce oh, no. gave me all the flair i'm wearing all the little tom brown looks i got a cute little dog it is it is right oh my pin
0: it,
7: matthew let's see that oh no
0: money mom gonna have to pin hers too. now i'm gonna go to your hand now because she's gonna explode because i sat on the phone with her while she i'm not even going i'm not even gonna tell everybody uh your addictions so you can go ahead and tell yourself go ahead money mom <laughs>
9: <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. But I think it would be really cool if some fashion brands um, partner with the Sims because it's just a cool game and people definitely spend a lot of money there. And by people, I mean me. Um <laughs> I have everything like about the Sims that you can imagine. Um uh, and I won't get deep into that. So I, I was I actually had my hand up to talk stuff to that guy who was in here, but it looked like he left. Like my thing is like with uh technology like a uh, fidgetal, right? Like I, I I've seen he, uh clubhouses in the first project that I've seen do it and I've seen like different you know, projects doing different things like outside of fashion that have physical to digital. And I think that's a big part of the utility. So I'm just like, what type of excuse my language jerk will want to like take that and like take the tool away from the community and be like well I'm gonna file cease and desist to everybody who wants to do fidget and I just thought that was like really crazy so I had some questions for him but he left so I won't keep talking stuff about him but yes I love the sims and I absolutely think that they should incorporate so I think they did I, I don't want to pronounce it like, you guys fashion people don't laugh at me but it's Mashiano, Mashiano or something like that I don't know but they they partnered with that one fashion brand that I I can remember, but like, I I mean, just how, um, what is it? Uh, What's that one uh, app that I don't use Snapchat Snapchat uses um like fashion in theirs And they have brands like incorporated into it Like I can definitely see like even Grand Theft Auto Like all of these games Where you know you can create an avatar You can dress them and stuff Like bi- like fashion brands and not even necessarily Big ones but even the up and coming Ones partnering with those And like you know getting their, getting their Brands out on the games
3: That Marciano is that That's the karate kid right Um, You know Ralph Machiano. it was M- um, Machino, I think, is what she's yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Machino,
9: Machiano. you know, it's it's something Italian.
3: No, it, no, but here's what here's what I want. I actually want to comment on what you said though, because I thought it was really insightful in the sense of first of all, I love that you are ready to give the business to that guy who came in here with that bad energy. So number one, spirit animal, love you. Second of all, um, I think it's worth saying like. There comes a point, like, the reason, like, hearing you talk about your Sims, because I was like, I always wanted to have a Sim that dress up that represent me, and I see, it with you know, it, I, there comes a point when you have to buy something because you want to own it, not because you want to sell it to someone else at a higher price, and that's what's kind of cool about hearing, like, when you talk about the experience with the Sims, because it's like you know, you're buying because you want to be the swaggiest person in Simsville, right? Or that there, I don't know, Simsville probably not a thing, but you get the point. You want to like really be able to rock your, rock your gear. And that's, what's so interesting is fashion always has a place in all these areas. And, you know, I still do think metaverse development is right on track with, you know, there are some people who understand, I mean, I, this is like, I have this crazy unproven theory that one of the reasons that NFTs actually do well, and stick with me on this one, is that grown individuals like the idea that we can like go to these environments, you represent it by something. Like, look, I put my, I photoshopped my monkey in a different outfit for the VMAs because Eminem and Snoop are performing and put them in front of a VMA backdrop. Like, that's not normal behavior by most people's definition. But the idea is like, we like doing it. And so I think other adults will like the idea of being able to passively integrate themselves into a metaverse because you don't need to be a play to earn game or you don't need to be there all the time to do it. That's been the failure of previous play to earn games. The idea of a metaverse, like somebody was like saying with the sandbox when they were starting to launch things, who wants to go around and just walk around and hang out? And I'm like, I don't know. Fucking everybody. Like, seriously, everybody can find a place in that sort of environment. And so, like, when you talk about the idea of like wanting to dress up your Sims character, and Matthew talks about his, which I I, I definitely need to see and compare. I mean, we need a who wore it better type deal oh, here. Oh, I pinned it. <laughs> oh, oh wow, wow! That is a uh... see, but that's
7: but that's the thing. These shoes first. Oh of... my gosh, the Tom Brown <laughs> Matthew, get out of here. Full dress, a, a physical twin. <laughs>
8: Um, I'm working on it. Unfortunately, finding a pant that is uh, in a big girl size is a little difficult. Although I did fil- fit into Charles Melton's uh, kilt that Bruce pulled for one of the shoots, and I was very proud of myself in that
7: moment. Oh my goodness! Amazing! Sorry. You look
3: like you should be on a cologne ad. Like that's like that guy sells cologne in the metaverse, and he's a model, and it's the best selling cologne in the metaverse. Um, but yeah, just just. Uh, but my point being, like, I think like you're really right about the way digital fashion transitions over that way into the sort of metaverse world. Because I think like people actually buy digital fashion goods because they want to own them aesthetically and it means something to them. And it's not even like a flex it's, it's a, you know, that we've talked about and y'all have helped me come around on fashion, like in this group. And I appreciate it. Um, it's like, Fashion is what makes you feel good about yourself. It's not about like saying I'm flexing because I'm wearing this, although that's okay because to some people that makes them feel good about themselves. And I don't hate on anyone who wants to go have a Cartier watch in the metaverse because it makes them feel good about yourself. Do you? Be happy. Don't care. You purchase an awesome thing. Great. Or shoes or whatever. But in general, like a lot of people are going to buy it because it has their favorite sports team on it. Or so- and so I think like, you know, that idea of like talking about that transition over. Um, into the metaverse and wearing sort of like the Sims stuff. It's like, I think adults are gonna come around, but if they don't, we know that there's a generation of people between the ages of eight and twelve right now who are gonna age into it right as that metaverse is really operable and makes it work. So um, I don't know. I, I, I really appreciate like everything you you're kind of saying there about, you know, how you're how you're flexing on them in, in the Sims.
0: Are we done flexing on
3: the
9: Sims? <laughs> Wait, i to <laughs> I to tell everybody that they have CC uh designer clothes on like the the shoes that he has on in that pen is not on the game okay that means that like someone designed those and then um uploaded them to the game which is really cool like uh you it's it's hard to find good CC pieces like or people who actually design for the game I like to I like designing houses more so like I'm you know I'm into the fashion side but not really I don't download CC clothes I download CC furniture and accessories so I just went look into-
8: up Senti. Senti is the one for uh, CC clothes and the Sims. Bruce was yelling towards me. It, it, that's his specialty.
0: You He's Bruce and Sims Money List. Mom need to kind of connect because she
9: oh, I'm yeah. be on the Y'all phone need with her. Start
8: your own little DM and just go ham because yeah, he spends so, days.
9: Start
0: your like. own DM, your own little Sims DM. <laughs> so I'm curious too, could you like NFT something beforehand and kind of CC it and then they put it into the game? like afterwards but you own that piece outside of the game.
9: I'm sure you could cuz CC is just a uh, custom content and so people mm-hmm. people created in like the same um uh, places where they would do like uh voxelated fashion so stuff for the metaverse or like uh if you think about like fo- Adobe Photoshop and then you can you could tokenize it and then still put it in the game but it, they don't correlate to each other like in any way right now. So like mm-hmm. it, take sims creators to come and be like okay all of my stuff on sims i'm gonna sell it as nfts and then you can uh, uh get the file and convert it into your game hmm, interesting.
8: yeah we actually doing conversions like that we in meta bankers right now with our brand uh man brands we doing the, uh and meta uh excuse me uh metaverse books we can actually go inside games right now gaming platforms
0: oh okay um let me get to some hands and we could talk about that because that's very interesting i'm interested in that so uh 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 eeny meeny crypto miyagi i'll let matthew go i
2: think it was uh matthew been waiting for a minute go ahead uh,
0: yeah i mean matt matt come on matt you're late
2: oh, too Oh, it's fine
0: <laughs> matt yeah matt is just mad i don't even know why he raises his hand at this point <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, uh,
2: Well, it, it's funny because I guess we're joking about The Sims, but like just thinking about that, honestly, that really does seem like a dope way to onboard people, um, especially in the fashion world, right? You have games like Pokemon Go. When Pokemon Go came out, you had grown ass adults running around the parks for hours on hours chasing Pokemon around the park in the middle of the street. Imagine if they were to do that with fashion and limited drops were to be at certain locations of certain stores, right? And you go to a store and you use your AR, however, and you scan it and you get that digital and then you can turn it into a physical piece once that collection drops. Uh, That was just something off the top of my head that I thought you could, you know, gamify fashion um, as far as that way, uh, because we do have that technology ready. I've already seen AR and VR be done. I watched a dude get dressed in a whole virtual outfit. So um, it's there. So it's just a matter, I guess, of a way of putting it together. But yeah, that was just a random thought I had.
8: Can I add on
0: to that? Go ahead, man.
8: So that's kind of one of the things that I really was wanting to talk about was thinking about how you reintegrate the digital side into the retail space. Because right now you have a failing retail industry. And we need to find new ways to, as you said, gamify the system and be able to create that in-person experience, whether it's a digital experience or between the digital realm and a physicalized space. Because, you know, like Gucci is doing that with Roblox and how they're integrating Gucci Town and then they have the separate space for their Flora campaign with Miley Cyrus. So the ability to sort of reintegrate and change the way that we're even engaging in fashion as a retail experience. I'm excited to see what the potential is there cuz so much of this is really about how you or the retail side of things for a consumer and we need to start thinking about how to create those parallel experiences
2: to enable the customer to engage physically as well as digitally. Sorry, not to keep cutting in, but this is really taking my brain. Okay, so you know how like you go to museums and they have like the rides that you get on and it's a virtual ride. Oh, my goodness. What if you put somebody in a virtual ride, but it's them in a fashion show and they see themselves walking in these different outfits. Right. And and getting these certain type of reactions, because it's all about like tricking the psyche, too. Right. You got to make people feel like, nah, you want that. Like you, you look good in that. So if you put them in an atmosphere to where it, it makes them feel those, what, endorphins, right, and that dopamine kick at the same time, oh, yeah, they're going to buy everything off the shelf. And they didn't even touch it. They just saw it digitally. So, yes, I love where this is going.
8: Yeah, that's entering inside the metaverse right there. uh, I, I put inside the group chat some of the projects that's actually engaging in that process right there, too, for everybody.
7: Oh, cool. Thanks for sharing that. Oh my goodness, guys, Matthew, Crypto Miyagi, my brain is just like on fire right now as you guys are sharing because, you know, I don't know if you heard me earlier talking about the Urban Decay She-Hulk collaboration um, where I just felt like it could have been a little bit more with, you know, product placement of the VV comic inside of the She-Hulk, you know, TV show and then also the palette. But, um, you know, even just thinking about what you were sharing, right? Like, dude, I got PTSD, no lies. Like, people think that getting NFTs are bad. Try to get hype sneakers. I mean, I used to have the hip hookup, but now that I'm back in the States, like, I'm still working my way through. But, like, otherwise you are not getting a hype sneaker off of the sneakers app. It's like a freaking lottery ticket. Okay. And so, I mean, even with something like that, right. I mean, we were talking about dapper um, earlier, but like even, you know, just ticketing or music or events. So um, crypto Miyagi, when you were talking about, um, you know, just even a fashion show, like that kind of experience, right. If our wallet is something that provides us with social cred and street cred, if you own just say an artifact a nike a crypto kick or combined with you know one of the gucci ones and then you attend xyz event like those two together unlock an abc experience or you can actually redeem it at the gucci store for something or get you know access to something i mean there's so many different things in terms of like not just You know, Web3 or blockchain, but combining that IRL experience or IRL merch or partnerships that is just like the sky's the limit at this point. And so I think it's just incredibly exciting. And I, man, we got to make more money. (laughs) We need more ETH um, in order to buy all this stuff. Um, and I got to jump because I have a work call, but I kind of want to stay and not go to the work call. But uh, I'll try to be back later. But, like, seriously, y'all, like, this conversation is crazy. Love you guys.
0: Bye. We'll see you next time. I mean, there's a ton of damn fashion spaces that a bunch of the people in here do. So, but anyway, let's go to uh, uh, and Rain. Hey, what's up? Yeah, no, I just
6: want to kind of piggyback on on some of what was mentioned, you know, just about, like, yeah, just kind of changing up the retail space. Um, When I was in New York this week, you know, I I made it a definite point, you know, to visit the um, Ferragamo uh, store. Where is it? It's like, mm, is it Hudson Yards? No, I don't even remember. It's like downtown, like close to like Grand Village um green street somewhere but but yeah like i you know went in there and i asked you know for their nft setup that they did because i had saw it, read the article that they were into trying to do some type of integration you know with uh yeah with web3 and and i thought it was interesting that they didn't they don't integrate i mean i pinned it to the top you know to kind of see what it is but essentially they have a setup where you kind of you kind of go in the middle of the store is where it is and you and you kind of go through this four step process of where you kind of create your own NFT. You just you, you, you select a background, you know, from a bunch that they have. You select a character from a bunch that they have and then they kind of. Yeah, we'll send that to you, you know, yeah, on the eth- on Ethereum, which I thought was interesting, too. And it's a collaboration with some other company. But I I thought it was a good first step, though um that they they would have that even though it doesn't incorporate any of their fashion items at all um like i i but i think it's cool and it's fun for the retail experience and uh, like i think you're going to see more more um yeah more luxury designers you know more retailers starting to add this and and into their um yeah customer experience or at least kind of creating that um was it oh enhancing you know, the experience for, for the customers. Um, the other thing is I right around the corner from the Ferragamo store, I saw that Bareto was there and this is the company that Artifact is um, doing a collaboration with. And, and, and I would admit when I first heard about like the Artifact collaboration with Bareto, like, you know, which is a perfume or uh, specialist brand. Um, I thought it was kind of whack, but I don't know, like once I visited the store and like, I mean, you walk into the store, you're overwhelmed by the amount of perfume and, like, scents that they have. But I don't know. Like, I think I, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out and what comes from that collaboration. But I do think it's interesting, you know, that, again, you have a Web2, you know, traditional luxury brand that's partnered with this, you know, Web3 brand. Um, and and it's, again, they're going to create, what is it, custom yeah, custom sense, you know, based off like NFT traits, and 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 so we'll see how they do it. But I think that's really cool. And if they can, and if Barrado can think of some way to kind of share this, you know, to their own, you know, like uh, yeah, store visitors, you know, within their shop, I think that would that would be even you know more cool. So I don't know. Like I'm I'm you know obviously certainly bullish on this space. Um, excited for you know the bigger brands to do more. I think you know I agree with you know Matthew and some others that they are dipping their toes and they, they will do more. It's gonna take time, but you know I'm definitely excited about it. And after listening to was it Crypto Miyagi, I mean like damn when I think it was him who mentioned the whole Pokemon Go thing. Like I I'm like you know what? Imagine like a Supreme line. And you add, you know, like you gotta, no, nah, you don't stand in the damn line, you know, let's d- do a scavenger hunt and people going crazy trying to find them sneakers or trying to find, you know, whatever the collaboration, whatever the, the, the like apparel piece is. You I'm know, telling you, me. can't you see it already?
2: Like, yeah, it, it will make people want to come more. Cause like somebody touched on, I think it was Janae talking about the sneaker heads. That was a thing. Hey, let's go camp out at the store. Let's go post up the night before. You can't even do that nowadays. So to bring that aspect back, like that FOMO of, hey, you can actually go physically sit somewhere, but get a digital collectible, that'll go crazy.
7: Exactly. and I Tell think
6: it, 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 Yeah, and, and it would go viral, too, because even, you know, like, even if Nike did something with their sneaker app, because I agree with, I mean, I, I think it was Janie, like, she left, but, like, if you if you gamify it in that way, because Pokemon Go, I didn't engage in that foolishness, (laughs) but I remember seeing it everywhere. And being like, why are adults doing this? Because it wasn't it was was adults, you got some kids, but primarily adults. But yeah, like, if you want to make there are ways to make web three, and or the NFT integration, what have you AR, whatever you want to call it, all of it, there are ways to make it viral. You just need the the creative marketing people to want to do it. Or you need some of us Web3 natives, you know, to be, you know, advisors you know, to those companies. We're right here. To that here. Amen to God.
0: <laughs> and I'm yeah. laughing at you too, Shekinah, because I was one of them goofy ass people going in the graveyards looking for a damn uh, a ghost Pokemon. So you know that was me. I was looking for a Jiggly. Oh, funny story. I went to a strip club and found Jigglypuff. So that's where Jigglypuffs are.
3: <laughs> you're like Jigglypuff, and you're like Bonita, What are you doing here too? But like, you know, I mean, I think the 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 key though that you're getting at, which I think is an important like thing to unlock, is like, again, like it needs to bring value to the person who like. A lot of people, a lot of brands are doing Web3 for web three sake. And not to beat this drum again, and I'll kind of make a, you know, tangential point. It's like a lot of brands There's like, oh, like let's mint a tweet or let's do, you know, they want to do Web3 for web three sake without fully thinking through what the actual implications are. And when it has additive value, that's when you're going to see it see it work. I mean, it's like. You know, it's funny, I my, my, you know, to make an analogy, it's like my wife is uh, the president of like our local parent teacher organization for our school, right? She's, she's like running the show there. And she's like trying to figure out fundraiser ideas. I'm like, well, do you want another kid to knock on the door with chocolates or whatever? And like, I'm like, no, like, what do you want as a parent? Why don't you rent the gym out? Have people volunteer so you get the gym for free or whatever. Have people pay 25 bucks for five hours, order pizza for the kids and give parents a night out. And partner and have local businesses sponsor it so that people can go out to eat. Boom, solved. Everyone's going to want to do it. You're going to be able to sell spots, no problem. If you take a hundred kids at you know twenty five bucks each, you raise twenty five hundred bucks for the you know PTO, and it, it, everyone wins. And it's like, why did that? Why is that going to work? It's going to work because you're actually thinking about what your target consumer wants at the end of the day. And I think when you talk about the fun gamified aspects, like. People like that. It's like we were talking about earlier. People like the idea. I like playing dress up with my cartoon monkey. When they're the VMAs, it's the VMAs. When it's the uh, football season, I dress them up in a football jersey. It's again, it's not normal human behavior by most people's standards, but it's fun. And I think you can you can integrate that fun in a did in a different way. So it's like the Pokemon Go style idea. I mean, that's got a lot of lot of legs to it potentially in how you can both. Uh, online and offline go through that there was a coin app years ago i can't remember what it was but it was like pokemon go for like total like to call them shit coins would actually be an insult to shit coins like these were not real tokens but you would like go around and you would find the tokens in the wild so you'd be walking your block or you'd be in new york or you'd be in an uber and you just pick them up as you go so there's probably implications there and, and almost top shot like gamified challenges to be had where you know if you collect five varsity jackets you get the real physical varsity jacket or something so there's probably some fun to be had there but yeah my wheels are spinning as well but i i think like you said the end of the day it's like what do consumers actually want from this thing um and and how can fashion be applied in a way that's logical like again just use another example of what james is doing the nfc chip like if you can scan my jacket and i get into a party because you can validate uh my ownership of a certain token of a board ape or of a gutter cat or of something else because it's connected to my wallet like that's dope. That makes my life easy. I don't need to take out my phone. It takes one step out, where you know you just you know wave a wand over me and I'm in. That. you know like so. I think that that's the stuff that is uh those those actual value adds through like Web three validation is where we're
10: gonna go. You know Yo, one, one of the...
1: go okay. ahead Nick, okay. you've been waiting for a long time. Go ahead.
10: yeah. Okay. Um. So this isn't completely related to what you just said, but it's something that I've been holding on to for like the past seven minutes because it hit me randomly earlier when somebody else was talking Um, when y'all was talking about experiences as well with like trying to get people interested in the scene and onboarding people into the digital space so I'm pretty sure everybody has seen when Biggie and Tupac had the holographic versions of them on a stage and they were rapping and dancing and everything now imagine a fashion runway show where it's holograms of the clothing, doing the, the walking animations and everything like wouldn't that be innovative as heck? That would be something completely new and it would bring a big interest to digital fashion designers because now they can see it actually in person where everybody is seeing it not just on a screen but right in front of them walking D- well,
1: Disney filed a patent on hologram technology to be utilized uh, at personal use at home. So I think, and it, and it was related to Metaverse and, and Web3 and and um, I think that exactly what you said is going to be a reality. I can't tell you when but I'm pretty sure that's what they're working on is to bring Metaverses into the home um, in that type of environment and, and there'll be hardware that comes along with it, etc. Cetera. Et cetera.
8: did et cetera. do a runway with uh, a 3d projection uh what was it kate moss floating in a collaboration i think it was nick knight uh what was it 2007
3: and and i know zed run and and virtual human studios has been uh talking for over a year about they want to make it so if people don't know zed run it's like a horse racing platform it's really fun um i i just use it to like breed horses and my kids and name them so we have courses named like you know we do talk about Bruno and cotton freaking candy and all sorts of stuff. It's really fun, but like they, they actually have uh, talked about wanting that to be the case where instead of doing a Zed run race on your computer, which is beautiful. I mean, the graphics are gorgeous, like, but to be able to just like set up something. So that on a t- all of a sudden on a table, you have the horses running around and you're showing people and you're rooting and doing it in person. Um, so uh, the application to fashion there, I think is good. And I, I'd even take it uh, a similar step, you know, again, tangentially related to what you're saying you know, something we've talked about in these spaces before that I, I actually think is a, you know, possible probability is, is, is the idea that you have an option on a website of having a metaverse version of it. So like, instead of like, you know, like people talk about, um, well, you know, when, when, when websites were coming out, I know, cause I, in sixth grade had my teachers tell me that the web webs building websites was stupid because not every business needs a website when you can go to a store. And obviously that's not proved out well. And, down bad i'm down bad that i'm still not that it still bothers me or anything but like i would say like a website could be moved to a position where it's like you can actually see it more like in a vr level experience or in a metaverse level experience which gives you more of an idea of what it is like imagine if instead of seeing a nike shoe on a website on the current rotation you can actually pick it up push it around hold it and do the different pieces like that i think that is not a crazy option. I think you're actually in a walking into a storefront when you go to a website and it, it, it's hard to conceptualize to go to a website and like, you're like, I'm walking around in an immersive environment, but it's entirely possible. And so, you know, I think things like that or the VR style that you're talking about with fashion shows, you know, I, I think immersive environments are, are extremely possible. I mean, they may even be able to say like, Hey, come to, you know, uh, you know, act, you know, some designer brands website and we're going, you're going to, instead of we're streaming this you know fat this fashion show you're going to essentially effectively attend it because it's it's a virtual environment so i think that there's a lot of you know potential build-offs from that type of technology and i think that the limits are only as big as we're willing to think um a- a- as they go is what i'd say
1: i think i think Shekinah was hitting it on the head though is is and and she's talking about the fairground luster definitely down on green by the world trade um that's doing that and they partnered with um like like here, right. here, yeah. yeah and and that's that's exactly what i was saying before like that's an example of a brand realizing that the technology is just going to enhance the customer experience so in my mind they've they they're they're doing exactly what i was talking about before and that's you know i often say in these spaces um that when these big brands goes off like it's it's not game over, but it's it's definitely um, it's definitely checkmate in a lot of ways in terms of individuals that decided not to come to the space because those brands are understanding the technology in a way um, that's going to provide that ultimate customer experience because it it transcends what they're currently getting from the traditional retailer, right? Whether it's AR, whether it's immersive. Um, you know, things like the eye mirror that we saw a long time ago. Um, that, that's the tip of the iceberg. And what she talked about with Ferragamo is really only the beginning. But go ahead, Matthew.
8: Oh, sorry. I didn't microphone. to go on? That was an accident.
1: Well, let's get around. Yeah. Uh, to, yeah,
6: mean,
1: go ahead, Chikana. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'll kind of
6: add on to, like, I also went to this other um, uh, venue. It's called the web three nyc gallery and that's right on fifth Ave uh in, in new york city and i mean the foot traffic is insane and essentially when i spent some time there as well and essentially what they're doing like the 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 handful of guys that have created this you know you walk in it's it's like an art gallery but it's you know just in it screens on the walls because it's displaying nft different nft collections or, or whoever or, and with whoever they have partnered with but then they also have Created a model where they are renting like space, you know, for NFT collections or um, to sell their merch. So I, I I thought that was interesting, you know, as well. But what was impressive again was just see, you know, like the amount. Because when I when I went, it was closed because they were you know preparing for like an event. Um, but sitting there, like people kept pay, people kept. Trying to open the door and get in the store, and they kept stopping like the entire time because they had you know you could see the Aves and you know and people you know there's brand recognition you know from you know from Yuga, and and also just the name Web three. But so many people, and I thought that and I was like, wow, the, you know, for this store to be on Fifth Avenue, you know, one of the yeah, so many other luxury fashion stores, you know, on this same block, was really impressive. And, and, and even though it's just, yeah, I'm going to say NFT merch, so we know the quality isn't there, but, but still it's pretty cool that they're adding that, you know, so when people come in, they can kind of get a, that education point or, you know, oh, this is what Web3 is, this is what NFTs are, but here's also this physical piece that represents, you know, that community, that online community, which I think someone was talking about earlier about, you know, kind of being a part of, you know, like, I don't know, our online squads, our online identities.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think uh, I, I think the education piece with those larger brands is going to be key and essential to that adoption that we were talking about. I think you you and I definitely share a brain in, in, in believing that that's how that's going to happen. Um, hey, G-Money, I saw you just come up. I don't know if your time is limited, so I just wanted to uh, see if there was anything that you wanted to
11: say, if because I don't want to, you know, if you got to run or whatnot, I just want to make sure. Hey, what's going on? I'm just uh, finishing up my day. I was just listening, just kind of. Say saying hi to everybody.
1: What's all up? All good, G-Money? all good. Feel free to chime in on it. Yeah,
0: what's up? Yeah, but uh, I guess we could go since G Money doesn't have anything to say. Let's go to some of these hands. Who we got? Uh Catharsis came up here a minute ago. I want to get to him. What's up, buddy?
12: What is up? Long time. How you guys doing? Um I, I had a point when I put up my hand like five minutes ago. And then we passed it. but I just want to dive in a little bit on
0: y'all gonna stop uh, giving me the times when y'all putting up your hands. I'm just gonna let you know. But go <laughs> ahead, catharsis. Uh,
12: I put up my hand 12 and a half minutes ago. Uh, no, but uh, honestly, I, I love this conversation. I think it's super stimulating and I'm happy I jump back in um, because realistically everywhere and, and every brand in the world is gonna end up using different aspects of, of what we're talking about right now in the next five to ten years. Um, and and we're seeing the cusp of it, and we're you know on the kind of cutting edge. And like you guys are talking about, as soon as they realize and adopt it, uh, we're going to be in some trouble. So right now is the time to be you know building and 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 coming up with these concepts and keeping it uh, keeping it moving forward. So uh, I think with the uh, pixel streaming. So I don't know if you guys know what pixel streaming is, um, but we work with Unreal for our project, and pixel streaming has been adopted by Epic Games. Uh, and pixel streaming is just unbelievable. It's it's a bit expensive right now because you need server space for it. But what pixel streaming allows you to do is basically take um, an Unreal uh, like game environment, so the same type of stuff that you'd see in like AAA video games or you know Fortnite or whatever, um, and basically stream it into somebody's browser um, it, it, it perfectly. So there's no not lag. It's basically it's running on a server that you have, and then they're just essentially streaming but they're actually interacting with it. Um, and I think this is going to allow, like uh, one of the things that we're doing as a brand is, is we're going to create an experience on the browser, just like you're talking about where they can shop, where they can try stuff on, uh, use their avatar as, you know, this and that. And the NFT space is the perfect kind of segue into that because uh, people are already starting to associate themselves with avatars and people are already coming up with these digital identities Um, so as we move into better technology, like 5g as well, so it's all doable on mobile. That's the other thing as well Is people are going to be able to want to do this on their phones until we have uh, a better system than phones (laughs) when it's all in our brains or Elon Musk's or whatever, uh, gets a neural net up and running. Um, but the other thing of course is AR as well. Right. And, and. AR is going to be unbelievably powerful. Uh, You know, you guys are talking about the fashion end of things. And yes, I think it's going to be amazing for uh, showing stuff off, but also advertising. And that's something I think is going to play a major factor in the movement of the space, uh, is the ability with AR to very uh, effectively and in unique new ways advertise uh, on anybody. So picture, you know, an article of clothing, because we're working with an AR team that can actually take uh, an actual item, like a piece of clothing or a pendant, and turn that into the AR recognizable code. So it doesn't need to have a giant QR code sitting on the front of the sweater. Uh, (laughs) I know know, uh, Artifact is just doing that for branding and getting people's attention, but it's hideous. Um, So basically you could be walking down the street and your jacket or whatever you're wearing could be a walking advertisement. And I think we're gonna start seeing that on, on high profile people and celebrities is you'll throw on your AR glasses and the celebrity walking by on their way to grocery shop is going to be wearing um, a shirt that on the surface doesn't look like anything, but when you put on your glasses, it's going to be an advertisement for Coca-Cola floating in the air, pouring Coke on the ground behind her, Um, you know, or whatever. Uh, So I think, I think when the money starts realizing the power that we have here with with this technology and and all the little side parts of the technology it's really gonna start rapidly moving and i'm excited for that we want to be part of it so i don't know if i missed a whole bunch of we talked about this earlier but let's go
1: no you're you're hitting on something that's really critically important the the ar that that is not linked to the qr in the, in the traditional sense so i met with a company yesterday um, and I was blown away um, by by some of the tech that I saw and, and it was essentially what you described I'd seen it before um, but this is someone now that we're kind of looking to partner with in a sense because um, it's it takes it once again it takes the experience to a whole nother level so you know if we ship um, if we ship an item to someone that item has the ability now to um, not be an advertisement, but to really deliver information, to communicate is the best way to put it, with, with our holders, with our customers, with the consumer. Um, and you can do this periodically because it can change. So it can evolve. And there's, and that's a really interesting thing when you think about it, is a, a mode of communication in the physical um, that allows you to present um, kind of new, new things, new launches, new collections, new partnerships um, through the physical piece that's that's awesome. And when that actually hits um, mainstream to catharsis point, um, that that's really when stuff starts to get super interesting. Um, and, and it's it's a whole new um, commerce, really, when you think about it, because people could technically rent your shirt um, using this technology. Um, so there's there's a whole lot going on there. But, um, you yeah, know, let's let's move around to some of these hands. Um, I don't know if it was Money Mom or Urban or Altered
0: um who who's next here money mom said she was next she did even dm me
1: Let's about go. It. what's
9: up money mom i was next i was waiting 20 minutes back when we were talking about who knows what no i um <laughs> i wanted to comment on a few things um the one, one was like gamifying the shopping experiences and fashion fashion i think that's like gonna be key for people but it's it's i think it's kind of co- I think it's kind of um kind of hard for them right now, especially when you have companies that already have like reward systems and they already have like, you know, incentives for like shopping with them. They have to figure out like how, how they can incorporate that like into uh like maybe NFT or gamifying um uh, gamifying their line. <laughs> My phone is like, come on. Um, but once they once they do figure that out i think that's gonna be like super key for the for the fashion industry is to um figure out how to get those like the rewards and like the the club aspect of it uh gamify and into the metaverse and then with the 3d shopping with uh, voxelated um websites and platforms to shop i think that's like really huge like for people to like because people already don't like going in shopping i do like i like to try on stuff but a lot of people just generally shop online so like the next thing is like uploading uh your, your whole body onto the platform and then just trying on stuff digitally right like going into um, Gucci's website and, and trying on the shoes, like, on your actual body, like, looking at it, like, for your, um, you know, your your body type and all that type of stuff, I think, like, that's gonna be super innovative in the space. And then there was one other thing. I, I don't think that... Uh, like Steve was saying, like I think it's like all up to like what we can like think of like to put out there. But I think people are overthinking it. I think like just taking that like reward system and switching it over, like and you know just figuring out like a, a good price point like to you know uh, incorporate those things is the key. But not necessarily like learning how to use the technology because I think. Uh, it's been around, like we've been, been, QR codes and like all that other stuff. The technology has been around, it's evolved a little bit, but it's not, I, like, it's not much to think about. It's like, okay, like Steve was saying, how can it, it support the customer? Like, how will they use, use it? And like, um, how, in in a sense, like, how can you capitalize off of that? Like, how are you going to pivot into the space or incorporate incorporate
0: that technology? Anybody want to touch on what she said? Speak now.
2: I guess, yeah, I guess it kind of what I was going to say kind of goes along those parts. Um, Like thinking towards the reward system, right? And the points, I guess uh, just like, (laughs) you know, some person's favorite high project will tell them, oh, your your discord level will get you this access to this whitelist." You could do that same thing with the point system um, and tier those experiences. Um, it, hell, it might even get people wanting to spend more money to experience something new. Um, if you tell them, yeah, if you spend this and you use your points, you now get access to these virtual experiences that unlock extra, coll- like special collections. So you can use the points that they are already racking up and keep those loyal customers. Um, and then, like, to the point of the, the tech, like, yes, we were saying we were already uploading our faces and stuff into games. Uh, Nipsey's already shown us that you can AR your clothing. So I don't think it's far, it's just education. Like me, like my focus is education. I think that's just the only thing holding a lot of people back from doing this. Even the big companies is they just don't know how. They just don't know what they are doing and they're not tapped in with the right people. Um, But you do see the brands trying to speak with those Web3 advisors and show them how to bridge those gaps. So it's just time. Uh, mass adoption takes like a decade at, at least when you're talking about a great product. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of what we'll see we want to see will happen. Um, we just got to make it first so they don't.
6: I, I think the big thing as well, you know, and is to, when we talk about like rewards and, and integrating like Web3, you know, it's to just not it's to change the language up so as you're trying to bring in like mass adoption or you see bigger brands you know or traditional brands you know messing around you know with this or experimenting with this um technology i think it's very very wise you know for them not to just stray away from the word nft just stray away from web3 (laughs) just don't use like that terminology if they have some other type terminology fine but people should be using this technology without knowing that they're using it you know and then maybe later on the back end, oh that was web3 or this is what this was you know be, or when people ask you explain it to them you know what it is but you know because people come in with preconceived notions of what um, of what NFTs are what web3 is and it is for the most part usually negative it's not it's, it's it's not it's not good so i think that's one thing that traditional brands should do um, and another thing I kind of pinned up to the top, like Coach did also did a um, they did a collaboration with the same artists or the same group, Shakespeare, that Ferragamo did a collaboration with. And um, and so Coach, again, on Fifth Avenue on their they they put up like an AR like piece um, like up on there. Yeah. So people can kind of open the windows so people can walk by and see it. So I thought that was pretty cool and interesting for Coach to do that as well.
3: You know, just kind of building on something you were saying there with the NFT thing. I, I, It's funny, I've, I've actually said a similar thing where I've, I believe that to be true. And what's interesting is, you know, one of the big players coming into the space right now is DraftKings. Like DraftKings is actually having an NFT platform where, you know, you can get player cards, rip packs, and then you can set up. Um, you know, virtual lineups and, and, and playing games. And it's really, it's a cool model because it's a very Web3 model where you buy the packs, it's on Polygon. You, oh, you rip the packs or you could sell the packs so you can make money selling the packs. And there was an arbitrage opportunity at points where unopened packs were going for more money so you could buy it if you wanted to play that game. Or you can set the lineups and all of the contests are free. So the only way they make money on the product is by you buying packs or selling on secondary sales the player cards from the packs. But the games are all free to play. So it's very, you know, it's very much an NFT, uh, you know, platform on Polygon on a major, um, from a major corporation. What I found fascinating is they aren't shying away from the word NFT. Now, they're not going out and saying, we got NFTs, watch out. You know, they're not doing like this crazy kick down the door stuff. But they're using NFT in their communications. They're using NFT on the website. They have a whole section on the website called, What is an NFT? And I found that fascinating because I'm inclined to agree with you about the sort of, like, idea of, like, I'm I'm relatively confident that Starbucks isn't going to be saying, hey, buy our new NFTs. Like, I think they're just going to call it I, – I don't want to say because I have an idea. But, like, my point being, like, I don't think they're going that direction. So it's two separate methods because I agree with you in a lot of situations – The NFT, the Web3, sort of, you know, that the Web3 part is the underlying platform. It's the hidden part. And it's why NBA Top Shot did so well because, you know, you knew if you wanted to buy the best basketball player of all time, you just buy a dope LeBron James moment and you have it. Um, But if you want to, you know, but you didn't know you were buying an NFT of lebron james you were buying an, and you were buying just a dope block or or you know my first you know top shot moment was a, you know jared allen block because he's my brother's favorite player and i'm like all right well i'll do that and I, you know, so i think that tends to be the direction i lean as well which is why i find it fascinating to see how draft plays out is it going to normalize the concept of people having digital collectibles by explaining what nfts and is there an education barrier there and technology will catch up to the point where it's all gasless, seamless. You can use credit cards There'll be affordability, right? Because let's face it, when the internet came out, you know, there are articles you can find where people fud the internet because they say that it's too expensive and the tech barrier is too high. Obviously that changed. You'll see that as well with NFTs, I think, but I don't know. That's going to be one of the funny things to follow here is like, are people going to use the term NFT? Are they not? DraftKings made a deliberate decision to do it. Um, I think Starbucks probably will shy away from it, but talk about they are going to use the blockchain. Um, and I think there's a lot of in-between there where you'll get introduced products like billboard NFTs. I think they, you know, again, I think they said NFTs when they did it, but what are the varying levels where people know whether they have an NFT or digital collectible versus just like, you know, the title of your car is an NFT. You just say, call it the title to your car. So I, I, I really find it to be a fascinating, you know, piece just to kind of build on there.
1: The the interesting thing though, and the difference, uh, Steve, that 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 I think we need to to call out is, you know, DraftKings, uh, the guy that heads up Rainmakers, uh, you know, you know his name, um, it's eluding me at the moment, but he's a DJ, Matt, Matt Kalash, Matt Kaylash, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very big in the Web three, uh, loves NFTs, um, you know, owns, you know, has a collection, big in the space in terms of belief of of where it's headed, so I think the fundamental difference between something like what they're doing is you had someone that came from the space all of a sudden happened to be in a position to say, we're going to move on this. So for him, it was very natural um, to kind of leave that. I think they're also realizing that there's a very strong correlation between D-Gens um, in, in their space and gens in our space, right? There's a huge overlap in the, in not only the, the individuals, but the type of individuals. So for them, I think it was very easy. Whereas like a Starbucks, I think they're going to come into the space and and they're going to look at this a little bit differently, right? Like they don't want to scare the the normies. They don't want to scare the average consumer by using the word NFT, right? And neither do probably some of these other large corporations because of the negative connotation outside the space. Like Kalish knows, he's like, hey, these aren't scary. They're not bad for the environment. You know, like all of the things that outside the space we deal with. So he's just like used to it. So I think that's the difference. And I do think that these larger corporations, as they come in outside, they're probably going to shy away from that and not take their route. But kudos to them, because I think they're going to partner with a ton of brands, um, businesses inside the space, and they're really going to integrate things in, in, in a pretty cool and wild way. And, and I think they're going to be a leader because of that, Um but likewise, you know, to Shekinah's point before, a number of other ones are going to be leaders too, um, and they're coming in quick and, and they're getting they're starting to get it right. Uh, Victoria, you, you've been more than patient. What, what's going on?
13: Yes, thank you. Uh, and it's midnight. It's uh, twelve thirty where I uh, at night where I am in Europe. So I'm a little bit sleepy, but I am really loving the space, and I just wanted to say something about uh, I this is something I always say that you know we always talk about bringing more women in the space bringing more women but I really think that uh, the best way in the best the easiest way is actually uh, to do that through fashion because most women they are interested about you know they they love fashion they you know they they are customers of these big brands like uh, Gucci and Dolce & Gabbana and uh, Hermes and etc. So uh, I think uh, if the fashion industry would understand uh, how to present it in a way that is chic and l- luxury thing to actually hold uh, a digital uh, certificate of what you e- hold in IRL. Uh, let's say, for example, um, I recently heard that Gucci will be giving NFTs for whatever the people will be buying from their shop because uh, that also gives them opportunity to recuperate 10% of the sec- from the secondary sales. So I thought that was really interesting because it, actually they will be making money. Uh, non-stop if they you know they will integrate that if the royalty thing will stay in the space still so that was my thought and then i i am noticing i am paying attention to the fashion digital fashion space and i actually think you know digital fashion is uh they're doing really great job like nike they made i even have a list like 185 million dollars this year Dolce & Gabbana 25, Tiffany & Co. 12, Gucci 11 million. So these are like really these are like top brands who made the biggest money in the space. I kind of feel like they are getting the the game. They are understanding the game. And recently today, actually, I read that the one of the oldest houses, uh, fashion houses, that like I thought that they would never enter the metaverse. Uh, is hermes hermes um uh, who are also entering uh the metaverse they're slowly preparing to enter the metaverse because they did have somebody who created uh meta so they you know they probably feel like you know they will be taking over in the metaverse if they don't enter so there are a lot of uh perks actually for the fashion industry to enter in and like i'm thinking also as well like imagine if um i own a bag uh, in real life and i have a certificate and i it's one of the like uh, one of a kind right and um and then some celebrity wants to buy it that also gives me kind of a link to that celebrity later on and like oh yeah you know like we can flex about it right <laughs> So and, and vice versa like if you for example kim kardashian we know that she sells her clothing and if you have a digital proof that it belonged to her uh so yeah like digital fashion in um, in the space and um uh, so yeah like i do really think that the fashion industry needs to be able to present it not like oh you know i'm gonna sell you nft but like I'm selling you this Birkin and to prove this is the original Birkin, uh, we are going to give you this uh, digital certificate, which is also actually called NFT in a, like vulgar language. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so um, yeah. And also like going back to the, um, uh, the, you know, when we're going to be wearing the VR glasses and stuff like that. So I, hopefully, if we will come to that point, we will have a possibility to uh, put the glasses on and see what is the real, um, the real, um, the real object, the the real, you know, something that was made by Hermes and not a fake thing, you know, something like that. I think that's also going to be. Uh, um, those are like opportunities for the fashion industry.
12: In
3: I, I,
1: space.
3: I I think that's oh go ahead go ahead james
1: no no, i was gonna say go ahead go ahead
3: okay you no, know, no, i was gonna say there's a lot of like good stuff in there which i i, I agree with i think one thing though that i did want to uh, unpack and james you might go back to something more more poignant but it was something as you were talking that had me thinking is you know you talked about some of the big brands that made all the money first of all like unbelievably researched uh victoria you are uh you're like you you're definitely like a like a smart cookie. I like work. You're,
13: you're, <laughs> I work for a fashion brand in the space. so.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like you're not, you're not like, you know, you're not playing around with, with the stats and everything. Um, I, to me, like something you said that was interesting though, when you talked about Nike and the po- profitability money, what goes to my mind is that by nature, the way web three works is it does empower consumers and bring them closer to brands. And so what's interesting about those profit numbers is that a lot of times, When a company sees dollar signs, it's something like Facebook sees dollar signs because they can sell your information. But in Web3, it's sort of reversed, where by having the whole nature of digital ownership empower consumers by, you know, how it is in in most ways, the brands have a shared incentive with consumers to say, we're doing things better for you because then you're going to be buying, selling, trading on the marketplace, right? It's one of the reasons why, you know, if you own music NFTs and those get you certain benefits it benefits the artist to keep giving you better benefits because then somebody else wants to buy it and they make a royalty off it. So it's a really interesting like piece where you talk about the numbers that you throw out there with the large brands that are making money already. And so when you see dollar signs and you see an opportunity for, you know, potentially multi-billion dollar industry, but the incentives to the brand are to actually make things better for consumers. That's one of the things that I think is pretty cool about, um, you know, NFTs, especially when you look look at, you know, the way the way royalties are, are distributed. So, I mean, there's a lot of nuggets in there. So I'll throw back to James because I'm sure he, he has other thoughts. But that, that that kind of stuck out to me as you were talking.
1: No, I think the point I was going to make in terms of is, um kind of coming into the space is they're going to come in in a pretty big way. If you look at the trademarks and, and what they filed, um, they filed everything from metaverses to shows to events to um, experiences. So I, I don't think that they're they're coming in, um, in in any kind of small way. And, and I do think that it's going to be substantial um, also given the fact that they were one of the first to uh, not be memed, but but just be copied by someone in the space. I, I think that there, there's definitely going to be some significance to what they do in the space, but let's get around to some hands because I have a feeling um, that we could get rubbed um, soon. I know there's some, some issues going on in the background um, that, that might cause the space to shut down. So um, between um, crypto Miyagi and and bougie and crown who who was first? Don't everybody go once
2: uh, crypto was before me um yeah, I was just gonna touch on something real quick that Victoria said, yes, the big brands Ooh, have bubble. you need a bandit okay baby, yeah sure. they they have came into the space uh the one thing I will push back on is. <sighs> they have extracted about 50 million but what has been given back right that would be my only concern is these brands coming into the spaces are they doing kind of like what clubhouse uh, archives is going to do like opening up their resources to their their holders like i would love to see uh hermes come in and say hey if you you're our top spender yeah you'll be able to design your own bag and drop 50 of them or something but is that really gonna be like gonna happen? And maybe that's far fetched, and that's a lot of money spent. But that's kind of what I would like to see these big brands coming in, asking for millions of dollars. Like, what intrinsic value are they giving back, other than just a collectible that I could go buy in Web two?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's interesting. You know, I, I I look at it a little differently. We could probably spin up a whole space on on just that question. You know if you go if you go back to what I said in terms of enhancing the customer experience, then sometimes that doesn't really that those questions um become a little little bit more moot than not, right? because it's it's really just using the technology in a different way and almost not coming in, like you said, to the space that we own. um so I, I kind of look at it through that lens. Um, and I think everyone's gonna do their own thing in their own way, but but let's get around to these hands because like I said, we could. We could rug it can in I
13: can I just say just one thing about it like uh, I'm sure they will probably been, will be doing something but like just imagine yourself owning the first Louis Vuitton bag or hermes bag imagine yourself like owning one of the first ever existed so that's one of the values that you know you probably will definitely have
1: so
2: that makes sense that mm-hmm. from a collector standpoint that is huge you're absolutely right that that's mm-hmm. value in itself.
1: Yeah, I, I actually agree with that 100%. Like I said, everybody will kind of do it in their own way, but provenance um, definitely needs to be thought about in that in, in that way. Boozy, your hand went down. Um, I didn't know if you still wanted to come in because it was up before others here. Are you still there in a place to talk? Yeah, yeah. My, yeah I guess it must have went down.
14: But um, really, I just kind of wanted to bring up two things pertaining just like fashion in the metaverse. Um, you know I think one player that's not necessarily uh, in fashion but is building the avatars is ready player me and I just feel as though a lot of um, brands I think I seen Tommy Hill figure um, in there but I think that that you know you know there's a lot of designers on this space I think that would kind of be like a great start too. Um, just looking at just how to integrate it because if they're building you know avatars for multiple projects and a lot of you know Metaverse projects is kind of using their avatars, I think that's kind of like a way to actually um, you know, put your brand um, into the light being that you know, if they take off to be like one of the you know top spots and that may be the first, you know that may be the first integrated uh, avatar system you know that the Metaverse could have. So I think that'd be pretty dope. In a way of actually having like smaller developer or smaller um, brands, kind of or web three native brands, you know I think they w- you know would be more reluctant to work with them. Um, of course, they work with bigger brands, but I think that's a good look as well. And then a um, you know, one of the other pieces I want to bring up is kind of not too related to um, fashion, but I just want I was curious if anybody was has uh, heard of Mid Journey, um, and what they're doing with their AI. Uh, oh shoot my baby going crazy um, doing with their um, AI uh, text to create like I think that's a dope. Um, I think that's kind of a dope I've been playing with it and creating like stuff like that so I think um that's kind of interesting too. I just was curious if anybody you know heard of it or was using it
1: I, I am not personally if anybody is definitely speak up. Um,
12: yeah my journey's amazing. Um, I was introduced to that by a metaverse builder friend of mine uh, a week and a half ago now, so not even that long. I I haven't had the time to deep dive into it. For anyone who's interested, it's literally the coolest thing you'll ever see. There's a bunch of memes going around about how uh, artists are out of a job now because the quality of work that MidJourney puts out uh, literally from text prompts uh, is nuts. It creates, you know, photorealistic looking, um, really, really cool and powerful imagery um, it's actually so it's run through. You can go to midjourney. What is it, midjourney.com. And they have a Discord server. And the Discord server is how you actually prompt it. So uh, it's free to start if you guys want to look into it. Like it's it's unbelievable. We're actually going to be incorporating a bunch of AI into our uh, our clothing design. Um, so we're we're actually using this in Dolly too. But uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, just go into the Discord take two minutes and like look at some of the things people have posted and re- remember that it's all being done by a computer. Uh, it's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. I've actually seen Dolly too. I have I, now, I'm, now I'm on, on the site, so I'm, I'm going to mess around with this. I'm, I'm a huge into it for sure. I think it's definitely, um, there's some applicable applications in terms of the future of what we're doing. Um, so I'm, I'm super into that tech. Um, you know, I'm not, not necessarily worried or scared of it like some individuals um, <laughs> can be, right? Um, let's kick it over to Crown and then over to, to watch. Crown, what's up?
15: Hi, everyone. It's uh, really nice to see everyone here. It's a really great conversation today. Um, so whoever doesn't know me, I'm Amina. I just represent Crown. Um, I just wanted to add to the amazing convo that we've got here about the customer experience and like enhancing what the luxury brands are kind of doing with NFTs and, you know, what they're bringing into this space. I completely agree with the majority of everything that's been said, especially uh, by Victoria. I completely agree. I just think that with the whole meta digital fashion that they've introduced um, a couple of months ago with uh, really cheap digital fashion clothing, right? Like by big major fashion houses where it was about like $5, $10 per piece. I think that really threw me off personally because I started to think that by such major brands that are kind of setting this precedent that digital fashion clothing is cheap. You know, I was just thinking, what is everybody's thoughts on this? Like how did everybody take that? Does that kind of show what these major fashion houses think of digital fashion in general? Um, because at the end of the day, the the fashion world is probably one of the most conservative um, creative industries. All right. So um yeah I mean what's everybody's take on that? love to hear some thoughts so
1: in terms of of what they did or how they entered the space is it, I'm trying to understand what what you're kind of what you're wanting that feedback on
15: yeah I mean uh with the whole like because um uh remember how every like uh the Prada I think um Balenciaga they were putting up like hoodies and shoes up for sale um for like about five dollars each and you know that was a bit crazy to me I think they you know or that's what I've seen at least and um so for me personally I was just kind of thinking like why would they put their own pieces like that up for sale for five dollars a piece
1: Uh, Um,
15: yeah so that's what I was going for
1: so yeah, I mean, look. Here, here's the thing. I, I think, especially um, over the past year and a half, we it's it's very
15: difficult to
1: um, not blame, but I don't want to say the word critique either because you, you can critique anybody for anything. But look, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move along in this space, and we're gonna try things, right? For better or worse. I mean, Ralph Lauren and Gucci have things in Roblox. Um, there are brands that have. Um, presence in sandbox in decentraland, and decentraland and a multitude of of and variety of experiences and there are different audiences and customer bases within these experiences so i i think everyone's going to test models in terms of price points and things that make the most sense um in the moment right like let's try these and, and see how this works um because you got to remember um we don't know what the threshold uh of pain is in terms of a price point for a customer, of where they'll say, "I'm not going to spend that on a digital good or wearable or whatever that might be." Right. So I think we test things out and we see. Um, was it slightly off brand in terms of price point for them? Probably. Um, I've seen things in the hundreds and thousands, really, if you go in some of these and uh, some of these marketplaces. So it's it's all across the board, and I think um, it's kind of. It's kind of just touch and go and, and try to figure out what works. Um, because the one thing we do need to remember is there's a reason why um, Ralph Lauren went into Roblox. Do at scale a million customers times, you know, uh, a 5 or ten, $10 item multiple times per month. You've got a massive business there. So there, there, there's, there's something to be said um, for understanding that. Now, the long-term brand implications of that, we don't know yet. Right, because the metaverse uh, isn't a reality in terms of what I think people think it's going to become. So I I think that the jury's still out on that, and whether or not that's a smart thing or not. Um, But I definitely think it's worth exploring. um, uh, if, If we were if we were in their shoes, I'd probably do the same thing. Let me kick it up to watch and we're probably going to run this down in in like six minutes just because there's some things going on in the background that um, we might not have a choice on anyway, but watch what's going on. Watch and see.
5: Hey, sorry. I won't take all six minutes. I think, you know, I think from this conversation and we've been obviously, you know, connecting and having these conversations over the last couple of weeks, like it's really gotten me to thinking like there is such an opportunity like for our community, our, our web three fashion community to, to like, go in and consult for a lot of these brands. You know, I think that like we're really seeing what the forefront of use cases for fashion and luxury fashion, especially for these brands can really be. And I think, you know, a lot of these conversations about provenance around tracking all of that, like in my perspective, like that's where these luxury brands should be focusing and, and, again, my perspective is not just on the wearables. Right. And I think that they've, you know, a lot of these brands, one person will be the first. And I guess in this, you know, scenario was, was Gucci and a lot of other people have started to get into this space, but like my perception is like, okay, so Gucci did wearables or, or things like that. Like, so now I should be doing that as well. And I think, you know, there's not a ton of, of like divergence from what brand, from a brand to brand do in the luxury fashion space. And like, I just kind of think that there's, you know, a huge opportunity for people at the forefront of what's being created within Web3 to really go in and consult and and show these luxury brands that there's a lot more opportunity beyond, you know, what you're seeing NFTs, Web3, you know, to be. So that's, you know, just my perspective. And then my other thing is I feel like, I don't know, like, do you feel that there's not a fear? And we've kind of talked about this, but like, do you think there's like a fear of alienation from some of these Brands about getting into, you know, into Web three more heavily and more forward facing.
1: There, there's a there's a hundred percent always a fear. That's that's yeah. You know there there's 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 a couple things going on. You got to remember these these massive uh, corporations turn the ship like the Titanic in the in the ocean right. You know in the in the icebergs. Um, there's too much red tape. There's too much. Um, going on upstream for them to quickly spin up Web3 um, divisions and and do things. So that was the first part of this. In addition to fear, right, we do ne- need to remember we're in Web3. Like we're, I mean, for better or worse, we're in the echo chamber. So we know the technology for what it really is. We've bought into it. We understand the long term um, benefits and implications of where this is all headed when you're outside the space, you don't get that benefit. All you hear is what you might hear on, on Fox or CNN or whatever, right? Whatever whatever media outlet you listen to. So I, I think that that there's a, a few things. I don't think they're like afraid necessarily of change, um, but they don't understand the technology the way that we do. And they've got a lot of red tape to cut before they can just make decisions. Now, I can tell you this, a lot's happened in a year and a half, and I can promise you the next big wave is fashion. Um, we've all said this. It's it's memberships, it's loyalty, um, it's fashion. There there are a few big things coming in terms of um, the mass adoption or or the, the the companies. We at least first right before the before the consumers. I think it's going to be the companies um, piling in, um, and we're seeing it right, like the filings of Hermes, like 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 Victoria just said. Um, that these indications are not. Th- this isn't going to stop. In other words, you know how they always say with the internet it was the same thing. Slowly at first, then all at once, right? It took fashion a very long time to adopt the internet, like which is just insane if you think about it. Because e-commerce is their their number one tool, yet they were almost last to the you know to the table, which is just it's hilarious. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessarily fear more than misunderstanding.
5: Right. But like, I just think like to your point around the Internet, it's like sometimes I feel like, again, maybe fear is the wrong word. I think it might be extreme, but like to alienate the legacy or the heritage or the generational customers. Right. I think is sometimes something that they like toy with with very much. And so I think it's going to be about showing like we're still committed to you in real life. IRL. This is only you know, I think it's going to be about easing them into it. Like this is only providing more value for you in the long run and going about it that way rather than saying, oh, we've released, you know, a collection of NFTs or, you know, our Paris Fashion Week show is now only, you know, in the metaverse. I think it's going to be about easing the consumer in and just continuing to show and educate that, like, moving into Web3 is only going to continue to add value to them as a customer and value to the brand, which in turn, you know, adds additional value to them as a consumer and holder of the product.
1: Couldn't agree more. Um, Oops, Saki, what's up? (laughs) There, that's time you're, time you're, you're time
0: time that was supposed to be a <laughs> I don't know what
1: that
0: Okay,
5: everybody. Time <laughs> time is... I was curious to hear what G Money had to say. I was yeah, saying, hold on. Wait that's, that's, that's on what I said. <laughs>
0: okay, go ahead, G Money. Say your piece, and then we're gonna and wrap it up.
14: Um,
11: <laughs> so yeah. Can, can, you can you hear me? me? Hear
0: you, can you guys yeah, go, go ahead?
11: ahead? All right. Awesome. Um. Yeah. I mean. I think. I don't think the 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 brands from the heritage world are necessarily uh, concerned about alienating customers, right? I think it's more. I think the reason why they're coming in slowly is because there's a lot of brand equity on the line, right? Like if they make a mistake, um, it is a much bigger mistake for a multi-billion-dollar brand than it is for a startup, right? So I think that's why they've been cautious, and I think they they also understand like they have a lot to lose, right? If they come in. Uh, and sell something and, you know, it goes down, right? Per- perception, perception goes down as well. So I think that there, you know, and, and I can wholeheartedly speak to this because I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of uh, people in a lot of different uh, legacy industries that, you know, they, you know, I think last year when you saw NFTs pump, uh, there was like a mad rush to get in. I think now, obviously, with not just the NFT pullback, but just the global macro pullback, uh, you don't have that same, um, people aren't running as quickly into the space because they know they have time now. But I think it's more just for to protect their brand long term. Uh, but I, I mean, I do think that when, when you look at consumer trends, right, it's not like, you know, if you're like in any industry, whether it's fashion or, or video games or wh- whatever, right, you want to see what like the next generation uh, is really interested in, right? So it's like, you're really concerned about what a teenager is buying today, and not necessarily what your 40 year old is buying today, right? Because that 40 year old, they probably don't change uh, their trends over time of what they're going to spend and be spending money on. But if that 14, 15 year old kid is spending money on digital objects, which if anybody that has kids or nephews or nieces, uh, you know, knows that like, you know, now kids, instead of asking for toys, they ask for Roblox, Minecraft, Fortnite, you know, money for all these things to buy skins. They're going to be totally okay with owning a purely digital asset. Right. So I think you, I think it's just kind of like seeing where the macro trends are and and just knowing that, you know, over the next 10, 20 years, there will be more digitization and personalization of everything. And I think we're like, the game is just getting started. Like, if this was a baseball game, we might be, we might not even be at the first pitch. Like, that's how early I think we are. So, uh, I'll I'll leave it on that because I know we're we're over a little.
1: It's so funny that you just said that, Steve. And I literally say, if this is a baseball game, we're all still sitting in the dugout. So, a hundred percent. Um, I even say we're still picking teams because there's just a lot going on. Yeah, you I always come over the started.
3: top of me. I'm like, we're still in the dugout. If it's a baseball game, you're like, we're picking teams. I'm like, ah, you had to come over the top, James. You had to come over the top.
11: I had to figure I'm out still something in that Trump's was fans. just in the dugout. <laughs> we're st- We're walking to the field before we pick the teams.
3: The players haven't been drafted yet. We're just going to keep going down until the players are born. And then we'll just like, they're like, all right, checkmate.
11: Y'all trying to stretch this
0: thing out. All right, it's game, too. Go ahead, Stacky. You're the one. You got the time constraints. Let's go. I'm just home. saying, I'm just saying we can take it till 730, but that's up to y'all.
1: No, I, I, I'm i going to respect you your, eat, what's going on. And, and she, she's got some stuff going on. Like, uh, it's Friday night. Um, I Before you close it, I will say I, I, I do appreciate everyone for joining us. Um, you could have done anything with your Friday night and you decided to hang out with us um, and chop it mm-hmm. up and, and uh, talk about the future so stacky i'll hand it over to you but just mass appreciation to everyone
0: I'm, so- I'm trying to learn how to work this soundboard but i mean obviously it's not working for me but um i wanted to say thank you everybody again for joining us for fashion friday every friday at 5 p.m eastern standard time if you can't if you don't know the the time difference is 2 p.m pacific standard time you could join us every friday with clubhouse archives and our vips that's all you guys here in the fashion in the fashion space along with steve who swear he's not in fashion but I, I mean he's just here so um i just want you guys to know that we do appreciate you being here this is really chill you know we appreciate everybody in the fashion space and i'm glad you all can join us see you next week bye bye